Listener Production. Okay, um, before we begin this episode, uh, last episode I abruptly told Nat that she wasn't allowed to share the story that she really wanted to share because earlier she had said that she holds all the power in the podcast and I just need to reclaim some of that power. You're setting me up for failure because the story isn't that great. And you made, said it was. But you now you've you said you've, it was. You've built this the anticipation. The show is yours. My podcast is yours. Oh. And to be fair, the majority of people uh, comment on the video. Um, they love you. If we were to do a poll, I reckon <laughs> no. it would be sixty-five percent love you and. Whatever the remaining percentages are. You know, you about. know why? Because I only put in the good stuff. I only <laughs> edit the good stuff. Tell us your story. Well, uh, the, anti- the anticipation's pl- been too no, no, high. No, 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 let's build it up. Play the millionaire. Oh, okay. <laughs> Christian. Yes. My story is the time I was on the beach sitting there, getting my tan on. I see a family walk past, just at the edge of the ocean, with their feet in the water. There's two children, two adults, (laughs) two dogs, and a sheep. A sheep? Midsummer. Where, what beach were you on? I was at Moffat at Caloundra. Just a sheep on a leash. Not a cow. A lamb? No, a sheep. Like a full-grown... A full sheep, not even a sheared sheep. This is a fantastic story, by the way. A woolen... Like, in cal- wool sheep. Caloundra. Caloundra, which, for those that don't know, is on the Sunshine Coast, which is a beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Where are sheep in... I mean, there's farmland back from it, but I wouldn't have thought... Maybe they were giving its, like, final day. Like, it was a beautiful day Maybe. before they... And well, I, eat it. I did have the discussion with my partner at the time about where we think this sheep came from. And he he was confused because it was so out of place. But <laughs> This music is so great for this story. But what if <laughs> sheep's just never, we never see them at the beach because no one takes them? <laughs> what if we just brought but all it's the little, sheep? It's little hooves would get, like, how would it walk on the sand? That would be my first thing, because it's like walking on high heels, but on the heel bit only, because it's just got little hoovy trotters. But they knew exactly what they were doing, because they were walking in the water where the sand is harder. So they knew. Yeah, but they would have had to... How would they get... That's so... Was there? Was the beach busy? It was so busy, and they were walking along the water, so everyone on the beach was just looking and staring at this sheep okay. <laughs> that was just walking past. Um, if you have any answers or you own the sheep, <laughs> please shoot our show email address a message. It is I'm a dirty cum slut <laughs> one at gmail.com. There you go. Thank you for that. That was a good story. Oh, you're welcome. When life gives you lemons, he'll turn them sassy, not sour. What? Who wrote this script? Strap yourself in. It's Complete Dribble with Christian Hull. Oh, there's dust in here. So, it happened. I was asked to be on radio. They asked, they said, we love your podcast. We love it. Christian, your podcast is the most amazing podcast on Listener. Direct quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to mention we have a crisis meeting booked in. Another one. That's the fourth. That's the fourth. Cr- what crisis are we you in? You keep calling it a crisis meeting. It's just a catch up. But uh, yeah, but it's a catch up that discusses the crises that we're in. 
Um, look, uh, there is a fantastic new radio show with a friend of mine, uh, Amanda Catalano. Uh, radio name too. I know. Great radio Catalano. name. Catalano. Mm. That's a news name. Good evening. I'm Amanda Catalano. Oh. Four people have been injured in a... Blah, 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 blah. I've still got to do my... We still haven't... We still haven't fucking done my live news. We pushed that so hard last year and not a peep. Mm. I don't think they actually want me to do the bulletin, which is why they... Maybe. Sorry, soft topic. Um, so Amanda hosts a show. It's six till eight pm on the Hit Network on Sunday night across nice. Australia on a Sunday, and they do. Well, she talks to people who have podcasts on Listener. Yeah, she's a fellow podcast producer for Listener. Yeah, and so I have she, a podcast on Listener. Correct. And uh, I think she's gone through every other podcast <laughs> and went fuck. We are the bottom of the barrel. We better do Christian. And then at least she gets to circle back to the top. She's like, Hamish and Andy and just the gist and all that. Mm-hmm. So the chat was a lot of fun. Um, and because I struggle uh, to come up with any content for this show, Nat said, let's just play the chat. <laughs> let's just play the chat that we had on air as content. I was like, great, great. Mm-hmm. And so this is it. And it was fun. I had a really fun time. It was fun. We might even make what we do with... Uh, yeah, we did something because we recorded benchmark. it so long ago. What was fruit salad? It was, I could, I had to tell a story. You'll hear, you'll hear, you'll hear it. Complete drivel with Christian Hull. It's listener radio, Mandy Catalano hanging out with you for your Sunday night. And usually on this show, I play you some of our favourite moments from different listener podcasts. Um, but today it's a little bit different because if I were to play you any of Christian Hull's podcast, Complete Drivel... Um, to make it radio-friendly, it would end up sounding like this. <laughs> so instead of um, bleeping the whole thing, I thought I would just get Christian Hull on to tell us about his podcast instead. Hello, Christian. Sounds like a Morse code episode. Well, this is the thing. I was like, complete dribble or complete filth, um, your podcast. Well, it's, it's, it's all the things. Also, <laughs> thank you for having me. I didn't realise I was uh, some of the listeners... Best talent. You're yeah. called. You're called talent. Or have you just gotten? You've just gone through all the talent. You're like shit. Everyone else said no. One. Oh, yeah. Christian's available. He's got nothing on. <laughs> and I don't have anything on. Yeah. So, thanks for having me. No, no worries. And look, your your podcast, bloody mm. hilarious. And honestly, mm. like tears fall out of my eyes. However, for this show, yeah, how's this going to work? Because it's a little too filthy to be playing on national radio. I thought I would set you a bit of a challenge today. Mm, so okay. you're still going to give the people a story from your podcast. Mm-hmm. However, the challenge is I want you to say it in a the most PG way. Oh, radio. And radio. Kids in cars remember, is what we used to say. Yes, kids are in okay. the cars right now. So imagine a four-year-old niece or nephew next to you right now. Oh, and <laughs> And you've got to tell the story from season three, episode nine, about what happened in Noosa. Oh, you want the Noosa the story? The Noosa story. But I want and you, you want t- it self-censored. I want you to tell it in the most PG okay. version that you can, um, using innuendo, if you like. Okay. Firstly, if my four-year-old niece was in the room, I would send her promptly out because I think even, <laughs> even the, the PG, PG version. version of this, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, just just to give a heads up, so Complete Drivel, is, it's a lot of sex stories and, and Noosa was one of the... Noosa was... <gasps> Noosa was fun. So, okay. <laughs> Basically, what happened is I went away on a holiday and there's a little section of a beach on the way to Noosa uh, in Parisian, which is where you go, God, um, uh, where clothing is optional. Sure. It's a nude beach. You're allowed to say that. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, right. Yep. Nude beach. Mm-hmm. And um, a certain 
alphabetical community go to said nude beach for... <laughs> that part's <laughs> I don't know. This is so stressful because <laughs> it's different. When you're on radio, there's a set of rules that you've got to follow. When you're on a podcast, I can drop... Yeah. See you next Tuesday, the yeah. F-bomb. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on. Oh, no, this is a lot more stressful. So yeah. the alphabetical community go to said nude beach and they get uh, their fruity bits out. Yep, Let's just say their bananas out. And apples, yes. And they sample. Plums, plums even. <laughs> Yeah, they, and then we we all sample. sample each other's fruit. Yes, fruit, okay. Fruit so, selection. So it's got like a fruit basket. So you've it's got actually a... way funnier than the real story. <laughs> so so, you, so wait, yeah. so you've got a fruit basket, and you're like, "Hey, I've got bananas. Would you like to try one?" And would you like, like to try the bananas, or would you like to feed me the banana? Like, sure. what's your what's oh, your deal? Nice. Would you like me to put the banana in your watermelon? Like, what? Careful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went to this beach. Um, to sample some fruit, and as I was walking onto the beach, mm-hmm. this very tall, tanned, muscular, shirtless gentleman uh, <laughs> was walking off the beach, and I was like, "Oh, damn! I just, you know, like, oh, I'm gonna... with the fruit basket in his hands." No, the fruit basket. Yeah, he had the fruit basket not in his hands. On display. It was covered by some fabric, so gotcha. the fruit basket was covered. Gotcha. Um, but the nips were out. So as we crossed each other, there was a bit of communication. Hi, hi, hi. We made eye contact. I was like, oh, gosh, that would have been a nice fruit basket to sample. (laughs) And I keep walking. So I'm walking down the path to get to the beach and suddenly I hear someone behind me walking quite fast. And it was was my mate. Okay, yep. Fruit basket. Yep, himself. Yeah, why is he bringing his fruit basket back? (gasps) He stopped. And we had a brief chat. He's like, oh, I just was at the car park. I just sort of, I, I just didn't think my car was locked. And I was like, firstly, I know that's a lie. Oh. He's come back because he wants to sample my fruit basket, yeah. I'm pretty sure. He saw, so, yes, he saw her in your basket. He there saw the fruits of my loins. <laughs> <laughs> and um, basically in that moment, I knew what was about to happen and I took a deep breath and usually I'd be like, oh, shy and nervous. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I said, I would really like to sample your banana. Like flat out just, just said that. It's Sam- so hot. And you- I knew because it was, you know, the alphabetical community's beach. And <laughs> we, I can say the gays. That's not really yeah, a sense. Like- <laughs> oh, burn the gays. <laughs> we have to beat that word out. Um, and so <laughs> I followed him to, there's like a little hidden yeah, in the dunes, in the oh. sand dunes. It's hidden. You can't just. Okay, because I was going to ask. Out. It- on a public beach. Excuse me? Oh, I mean, oh no! I mean, Fail. bananas, bananas, bananas! Fail! Dump! Dump! Cut him off! <laughs> yeah, I was going to so, ask. Yeah, we I was wondered... going to ask, is there dedicated area? Are there designated areas? Well, unofficial designated areas mm, where, okay. where it's, it's very hidden. You've got to really walk down. It's, it's bush bashing. Okay. And then we got to this spot. It was, you know, hidden in the sand dunes. Um, sure. And then... Yeah, we both got our bananas out. Broad daylight? Broad daylight, yes. Yeah, wow. so it was like 2 p.m. We sampled each other's bananas. <laughs> um, oh my, my banana liquefied first. Wow! And, and then his no. banana liquefied all over my face. No! So. No! What? It's just uh, his banana. We milkshake Christian bananas. Contra- <laughs> <laughs> Complete what? drivel. Oh. If you want to hear... <laughs> 
that story. There's so, there's so many more stories like that, completely uncensored. Believe it or not, that mm. was a censored version. <laughs> that story is more from getting Christian. some fruit at Noosa. <laughs> many, Gotta many. Get those five serves. <laughs> <laughs> many fruit stories to be told. Search Complete Dribble wherever you get your podcasts. Christian, go away, you filthy. Oh, you. <laughs> Complete Dribble with Christian Hull. Okay, so you just said right before we hit record, mm. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> and you've got something. You were like, I've got a small world story to share with you. I do. Something wild. <gasps> oh, my God. Did you have you did you run me to a grinder hookup of mine? No. How would I know who your grinder hookups well, no, are? No, some people have, like Phoebe has, and they were like, yeah, he wasn't really good in bed. And I was like, oh, my secrets are being revealed. No. Oh! <laughs> Also, I would love to do that. We we do live very close to each other, so I, I'm not surprised We're if that would happen. one block apart, yeah. and I'm we still haven't never hung out. caught up outside of work. <laughs> <laughs> that really says something about our friendship. <laughs> Strictly professional. Um, no, so the Brisbane office actually flooded, so everyone's working from home this week. There was like a burst pipe, um, whatever. So I was working from home yesterday. Uh, went in the lift, looking the worst I've ever looked in my entire life. Greasy hair, hay fever, runny nose. I mean, even at your worst, dirty active wear, still bangable. Oh, well, that's nice. Thank you. Mm. Well, it wasn't feeling very good. Anyway, got in the lift, went downstairs to get a coffee. As as I'm exiting the lift, this very tall man walks past me. He says, Nat? I looked up and it was a guy that I used to see from about five or six years ago. Yes. 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 See with a, yep. Um, he is known as Sam number three because I dated. Oh, my God. Five Sams. Anyway, besides the point, yep. hadn't seen him in a very long time, had to have a very awkward 10-minute conversation. He's now a level above me in the building. He's just moved <gasps> he in. He works here. No, at my apartment. Oh, no. Level above me, just moved in with his girlfriend. Now, oh, shit. That's already a really small world annoying story to mm. share. The next part is even worse. I go across the road to the coffee shop and... I immediately text my girl group chat, send them a voice note saying, oh, my God, guess who's just moved into the building? Blah, 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 and that, blah. And you say Sam, and they're like, which one? You say number three. They're like, you've got to send us a photo. We don't know. There's so many yeah. Sams. Exactly. Six hours later, they work out which Sam you're talking about. So I sent them a photo, and I was like, this is Sam number three. He's a guy I used to see, blah, blah, blah. What does my friend come back with? <gasps> She's the girlfriend. No. no. Um, I dated him. <laughs> no! I dated, I dated him as well. Before or after? No idea. No, we haven't figured out the timeline yet because we were just so shocked that this has happened. Brisbane. It's just Brisbane. fucking small. She's the like, smallest oh, dating pool. my God, we used to sleep together as well. How insane is that? But here's the thing that I posed with... Okay, well, you didn't know. No. So it wasn't like um, you'd hung out with Sam when Sam was dating your friend or yeah. vice versa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We had no idea that we even That's... knew each other. <sighs> they... And so I have him on social media. He must see the two of us together <gasps> on socials and be like, whoa. <laughs> what? How crazy is that? Did you share Sam's stories? Yes, we did. <gasps> anyway, that's my small world Brisbane story. And I'm like, is Brisbane too small? Or uh, have I just dated a lot of people? <laughs> well, I'm in the gay world in Brisbane and it is... Tiny. It is it's minuscule. Yeah. Everyone has slept with everyone. Yeah. Um, like when you log, like it's interesting because I'll log on to Grindr in my area and I'm in the gay, I'm in Newstead, which is the gay hub. Mm. And you look at everyone's profile and you can guarantee if you go onto Twitter, you can find, every one of them has 
a porn account and an OnlyFans. So, oh. yeah, that's why I moved states a lot. Because oh. I tuned through all the gays. Like that's Newcastle why. went through all the gays left. Adelaide, all the Tick. gays left. Melbourne, Tick. all the gays left. Tick. And I'm making, I think I've exhausted the list of Brisbane, but I love living here too much. Oh, okay. So you're just going to have to have those awkward run-ins in the lift. Yeah. Make it the norm. In the lift. <coughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Complete dribble with Christian Hull. A woman had a sort of out-of-body, she experienced death, but awoke from it. And she said that in that moment, um, she saw... <coughs> Sorry, I've got to try and not laugh. In her words, Snoop Dogg emerging from the light trying to kill her. That's what she saw when she was having her sort of near-death experience. It's very niche. It's so bizarre. <laughs> Which, um, Nat, you said then you found an article of people who have had other such bizarre, like, death experiences where they've almost died, they've seen the light, and then they've... They're okay. Mm, that one's a little bit more niche. Then, because then I went on to a Reddit deep dive. Oh God, Reddit! And these ones are more creepy than anything. Okay. Um. So yeah, there's pe- there people's near death experiences and what they've experienced when they've died and then come back. Right. And uh, just just a heads up, Nat thought this would be great podcast content. So I've got a list of five. Creepy death experiences is the title. Everything I bring is great podcast. Content. We really go through all the D's. Dicks, death. What's another D? Drama. Yeah. Cool. Okay, number one. My daughter was four and developed pneumonia. Her breathing would stop in her sleep, so we took her to the emergency room. She was there for a total of five days. For the first three days, her health kept deteriorating, and on the third day, my girlfriend got a call that her mother had collapsed and was taken to the hospital. She was without oxygen for 20 minutes and was declared brain dead. Oh, God. That night, my daughter woke up and asked about grandma. Oh, no one had said anything to her or was in the room with her. We asked her, what did she mean? She told us that grandma came to her in a dream and said, it's not your time yet. I'll go for you. <gasps> However, immediately the next day, she was almost 100% better. Creepy. Creepy story. Yeah. <gasps> Creepy story. Oh, that's so four-year-old. Mm. But you often find, though, is it more? Is it because kids are more susceptible to things? Well, see, I don't really believe in. Me neither. But you why go someone's... anywhere. So what? How? That's the bit you can't explain. Is how mm. do children who have yet to, I guess, Gross. be exposed to the potentials of those sort of worlds and elements? Just come out and how is what in their brain triggers that? And then do you go, or is it just real? Is grandma coming to you in a dream? Mm. Like it's so really creepy because we goosebumps. Yeah. Number two, a friend of mine described death, she was technically dead twice, as being surrounded by darkness and floating with some sort of warm gel-like substance covering her. She never wanted to leave that state. Mm, interesting. There's a TED Talk that I highly recommend you watch and it's of a neurosurgeon discussing she has a stroke and because she knows everything about the brain and that's her area of expertise, she knew exactly what was going on in her head and she describes in great detail the parts of her brain breaking down. She knew which parts she knew 
you know, being uh, like incognizant and, and it's a fascinating talk. Wow. And she says she gets to the hospital and is suddenly looking down at the people working on her. And she was talking about how it's the most euphoric feeling of all time and she was like, oh, I'm really happy here. But, you know, she... You got to go and watch it, and she talks about mm. going back into her body and, and awakening again. I, ha- I had to sift through Reddit to find these, but majority of what I saw mm. were really positive experiences mm. that they once they got there or crossed over yeah. to the other side or whatever, they it was peaceful and calming, and it was actually coming back to life. That yeah. was the traumatic part. Well, that's there was another clip I watched. It's pretty horrific. It was about an incident with a woman who was like whitewater rafting and her boat flipped over and then she said that she died in that moment and was now looking down at her but really calm and really like, oh, that's okay about it. But uh, but then suddenly, you know, is awoken underwater, panic-stricken and yeah. and she was like, it was just the weirdest sensation. Oh, God, it's so strange. There's so mm. much we don't know and understand. <laughs> Uh, number three is my husband was on life support in a coma. He was not expected to make it and had to be brought back multiple times. Um, I was by his side, beyond distraught. He was by far the sickest person in the ICU. He was too sick to transfer to another hospital. Other people who had family in the ICU rallied around to support me as it really didn't look hopeful for him and my pain was obvious. One family in particular helped me a lot. The grandfather of that family has had surgery on his foot, but it had gone wrong. They ended up amputating his foot, which then got infected, and he ended up passing away. But even after he died, his daughter stayed in the ICU to help me. When my husband finally woke up, he told me that he had been walking the halls with some guy who was missing his foot. The guy told him it wasn't his time to go yet and that his daughter would wait with me until my husband woke up, but that he had to wake up soon. That's the thing. I'm like, is the brain, it's still open, it's still receptive. Is it hearing these things and putting together pieces of information mm. to try and comfort you in these moments? Mm. Like, what's you, going on? When you're in like a weird dead but not dead state, like your body's still taking like in, in a coma, like you're still a brain activity. Yeah. It's like the, the four-year-old daughter. Mm. They said... You know, no one was really in and around her, but maybe the mum was on the phone. Maybe that that's where it feels... I am really killing the... No, no, no. And, like, these stories are incredible, but I, unless something like this happens to me... Yeah. I won't believe you, it. Yeah, it's just... Like, it's so beautiful mm. and you think, God, that's amazing. Yeah. But is it, like, the person's will to survive is creating this sort of narrative in their head? Yeah. Uh, number four, I watched the person resuscitating me from above and behind them at about ceiling level. That's the thing that I always hear. Mm. Then I was back in my body and heard a strong maybe 50 to 60 kilometre wind blowing. Interesting. Isn't that, which would probably be the person resuscitating them. Mm. Wow. Mm. In Melbourne they had an art exhibition that was uh, an interactive art exhibition where you could experience what it was like to die. I heard about that. So it was basically a virtual reality thing. You put on the goggles and then they do the whole, like, try to resuscitate you. And then with the VR goggles on, you then float above your body and can see your body. Is that where the saying death from above comes from? Or is that just look look out, a piano's falling from the window? Couldn't tell you. No, okay. I don't know why I asked. Yeah. 
Um, I did see that exhibition. I was very curious, but mm. I think I'd be very traumatised. Yeah, I wouldn't, mm. no. Number five, to start, I'm not a religious or spiritual person in any way. At 19, I apparently died twice in the hospital. I vividly remember a bright white light and two shadows in the distance. From what I could make out, one was taller than the other and wore a wide-brimmed hat. Without moving in any way, it was like they were throwing memories directly into my brain. I was remembering them, except that they weren't my memories. Ooh. Things I'd never seen before, moments in time I couldn't have been around for. Afterward, I described this to my mum, who said her parents, who died when I was a baby, matched the description of the two people who were, who were standing there. Her dad always wore that style of hat, and the furniture I described in these memories was a given match of their home. It was almost as if they were throwing memories at me, all they had left to keep me from coming into the light. Oh, that's so creepy. Isn't that just fascinating? Yeah, it's really interesting. I love hearing stories like this, though. I find it very interesting. To me, it's just like the will to survive. Mm. Seen photos, maybe, of the the grandparents, and that's what the brain is doing. Mm. I just love to know the science behind it and Mm. can it be explained? Yeah. I mean, like I said, there's so many things that we we still don't understand. I mean, we could be totally wrong and there could be an absolutely be an afterlife. No one knows. Mm. I'm just, I don't really think that's okay. <laughs> You're like, until I die and come back to life. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that was actually really good. Yeah, it was really interesting. Well done on producing that segment. Oh, thank you. You tend to bring the really good things and I tend to bring the really... I bring the drivel, you bring the complete. Yes. And together we make complete trouble. Yeah. Oh, that's oh isn't that gorgeous? Oh. Oh.